Indeed. Good afternoon. It's Lucy and Kel on Positive Radio 89.9 The Light. It is the 1st of October and something special is about to kick off. Every Friday of this month, Lucy, it's Mental Health Month. Yeah. And every Friday we're going to do a special one-hour show Mm. regarding the issues of mental health. Yeah, it's been a really tough, tough 18, 19, 20 months here in Victoria But mental health is something that has touched all of us, even before that, but certainly over the last almost two years. So we're going to stop down every Friday at 12. We're going to get some of the best experts in the country to speak to you about mental health. And we're going to open up the phone lines and have a great chat about this topic because we want to remove the stigma. And I think it's going to be really fantastic. I'm excited. And I'm here. Like I'm going to be a part of it. I'm a parent. (laughs) I'm going to take notes. Mm. Surprisingly, I'm not an expert. Yeah. But we have one. On the way in the next hour, we're going to get to that very shortly. Yeah, we're going to unpack it a bit more for you just after this. But go grab a coffee, go grab a tea, settle down, grab your phone because we want this to be a conversation between us. We want you to call in with your questions or your comments. So go make yourself that cuppa and stay with us because it's going to be a wonderful hour. Lucy and Kel relate this afternoon. Welcome to the first of five specials across the next five Fridays of the month of October. We are talking Mental Health Month and we're going to engage with all manner of experts in all manner of areas of life dealing with mental health. But I think before we get into the real discussion this afternoon, Luce, we need to unpack why we're here Mm. and what we want to achieve. Well, obviously, it's been a really rough couple of years for everybody in Victoria, uh, especially our children who have borne so much of the brunt of the lockdown. But something, this is something so personal to both Kel and I, Mm. uh, talking about mental health. We've spoken about our journeys on air a lot over the last few years, which has been something quite new for both of us as well. I I mean, I've been here for 13 years. You've always heard me be this really happy-go-lucky Lucy. And a a few years ago, I went through some personal circumstances that have really rocked my world and rocked my mental health. And the girl who was always so happy and bubbly behind the mic, behind the scenes, suddenly was battling depression, anxiety. I went through a period of time where I did not want to be here. And it was something that I wanted to start talking about because when I got the help and started moving through those feelings... I realise that we just need to keep talking about this. We really need to remove the stigma around mental health as well. Kel has spoken about it with regards to his chronic back pain and the toll that's taken on his mental health. So we're really passionate advocates about speaking openly and honestly and authentically about what is going on because the stats, Kel, are really full on when you look at them. Half of all Australians will experience some form of mental illness in their lifetime. And right now, in this very moment, one in six people either have depression or anxiety or both. One in six. Mm. And that doesn't even take into account the lockdowns. These are the stats from pre-lockdown. So this is something which affects every single one of us or one of our loved ones. Specifically this afternoon, in the next hour, we're talking about uh, mental health of our kids. We are parents, most of us tuning in. uh, Mm. And we know, or I know personally, my opinion, that I think mental health for the parents is good when the mental health for the children is good. Mm. I think one of our biggest worries is wondering, especially in the last couple of years, how are our kids doing? How can I engage? How can I help them? And I feel personally sometimes very useless, Mm. really very disconnected, uh, needing help to try and engage with my kids to make sure that they're okay. So Mm. very, very shortly, we're catching up with one of Australia's leading psychologists, Dr. Michael Carr-Gregg, who's going to basically unpack what's going on, 
and how we can help. And if you want to ask questions of him, he is here for you. And he's one of the leading psychologists in the country. So I suggest get, grabbing your phone, getting it ready. You can call through already, actually, on one three hundred triple seven eight double nine with your question. You can text it through as well on 0428 899 The Stats for Kids, Kel, show that one in seven children aged between four and 17. So one in seven children have experienced or are experiencing some sort of mental health issue. The stats are there. We know it's affecting you. So let's start opening the phone lines. We'll get Michael on just after this with your questions regarding children and mental health. See, and Kel relates on a Friday afternoon in Melbourne as we roll on into the month of October, Mental Health Month here at 89.9. The lights. Dr. Michael Cargreg is one of Australia's highest profile psychologists. He's an author of 14 books. He's a well-known broadcaster and he's a specialist in mental health when it comes to families and parenting and children. And we are so honoured he could join us today on our first episode of Relate, talking about something that has affected us all here in Melbourne, the mental health of our kids during what has been the longest lockdown in the world. Dr. Michael, thank you so much for your time today. Good afternoon. Pleasure to be with you. Now, it's a big topic, so let's just jump straight in. You have been at the coalface. You are at the coalface. What are you seeing? What are you hearing when you're working with our children? Oh, look, there are a lot of young people, unfortunately, uh, who are quite depressed and anxious and sadly some are self-harming and we've seen an upsurge in eating disorders. And none of this is because... There are only four things that you really want young people to be doing, hanging out with their friends, Mm. figuring out who they are, going to school and emancipating for mum and dad. And they haven't been able to do any of that. Mm. When it comes to dealing with unprecedented events Mm. like COVID, like the lockdowns of the last couple of years, in your expert opinion, Dr. Michael, where do we start as parents? Because I know a lot of us, myself included, as a father of four kids, I've got two teenagers. And sometimes you have great days, they're engaging, they're making eye contact, they want to have chats about stuff. Other days, it's just radio silence and you feel like you're failing. What do we need to do as parents initially uh, to, to work out how we deal with what is an unprecedented event? Well, it is unprecedented. And I think we've got to be kind to ourselves as parents. We're not uh, perfect. There are no perfect parents, I think what we have to do is set the emotional tone as best as we can. And that is be alert, but not alarmed. This is disappointing. This is hard, but we've got it. We've got your back. Um, Things essentially aren't out of control. We've got a healthcare system that is managing. We've got a law enforcement system, which is managing. So number one is alert, not alarmed. Mm -hmm. Number two is to be optimistic. Uh, The vaccination rates are getting better. There is light at the end of the horizon. Mm -hmm. If you're a year 12 student, your sons and daughters are going back to school next week. That's awesome. That's something to be positive about. I like that. It's it's a really it's a really great angle, isn't it? Because we are moving through this. But we get a lot of messages, Dr. Michael, from parents who are struggling with their own mental health and then on top of that compounded with battling their children's mental health and trying to provide a safe space for them. How do we do that when we're struggling and our kids are struggling? What do we do first? Are we are we trying to get ourselves healthy to then help them? What advice would you have around that? Put your own oxygen mask on first. I mean, I think you've got to look after your needs for exercise and diet and sleep and companionship you will only ever be 
a resource for your children if you are firing on some psychological cylinders, perhaps not all six, but you do have to look after yourself. And that means meeting your needs for me time because everybody's demanding we time. But I think there is a, a, a lot of sense in you looking after yourself first. I think one of the positive things to come out of lockdown, one of the positive things we're talking about as Dr. Michael has said, trying to be positive about yeah. the situation is the fact that mental health has been highlighted so significantly, not mm. just in conversations we're having with our own kids, but also conversations between parents, online, in the media. I'm interested to know, as a parent, Dr. Michael, before the lockdown, many of our young kids, let's actually focus on teenagers, actually. Mm -hmm. Many of our teenagers habits and their interactions with us was just passed off as being, well, that's just teenagers mm. and maybe they don't talk as much. Maybe they're not as responsive to, you know, your wants and needs as a parent. I think it's getting blurrier now that we're in lockdown mm. as to what is healthy sort of just normal teenage behavior yep. and what is a teenager dealing with the fact that they haven't seen their friends for two years. Mm. They're online learning. Maybe they are in year 11 and 12 and they haven't had that year 11 and 12 experience, mm. which is hanging out with their friends in the final years of their high school education. Can we define what is healthy teenage behavior during lockdown and what is not? Um, I think it's it's really much easier to define the signs which indicate things aren't going very well. So withdrawal from peers, either on or offline, is never a good thing mm. over a period of time. Not sleeping properly, that's not being able to fall asleep, not being able to stay awake, uh, awake uh, sorry, asleep, mm. um, making sure that you um, get at least eight to ten hours if you're not getting that that's problematic mm -hmm. going off your food or eating too much um, feeling that uh, every single day is an absolute grind where you become excessively irritable and bored a lot of people associate depression in young people with low mood well it is but it's also irritability mm -hmm. um, and uh, if you've got a young person who for two to three weeks in a row is having those type of symptoms, that's not okay and you need to look for some help. I would be ringing my GP and making an appointment. We're very lucky to be catching up with Dr. Michael Carr-Greg this afternoon with Lucy and Kel. We're late. We're in the month of October. It is Mental Health Month. We have, luckily, Dr. Michael with us for the next few moments. We're going to take some calls later on in the show and we're going to talk more about our kids and mental health up after this on The Light. Relate Friday afternoon, Positive Radio 89.9, The Light, the first of five special Fridays inside the month of October, Mental Health Month, where we spend some time with the experts, because that's definitely not mm. what I am, an expert, just a parent trying to get through uh, what has been an incredibly tough couple of years. And we have a very, very expert expert with us for the next few moments, Liz. One of Australia's most well-known psychologists, especially when it comes to children, Dr. Michael Carr, Greg. He is here to answer your phone calls, one three hundred triple seven eight double nine. We have Cindy in Box Hill North joining us with her question for Dr. Michael. Cindy, good, mo good afternoon. Hello, how are you? We're going good. Cindy, what's your question? Um, Michael, I just have a question. Um, basically, um, when I was very young, just straight out of school, um, I suffered a breakdown. I had mental illness and I was actually diagnosed with schizophrenia. 
that's okay to say that because there's a lot of stigma and misinformation about the illness. doesn't mean a split personality or anything. Anyway, the point is I did try suicide. Um, I just My question really is how is the best way to support children of any age if they feel the same? Because I guess there's no need to feel shame, which is often what you projected to towards young people and just to let what's the best way to let them know that you know things will turn out right even though it might be very hard for them to hear when they're in the middle of a crisis which can actually happen at any age but especially when kids are very young and vulnerable oh cindy what a great question i've got two things to say one is we should teach our children right from the start uh that they should see life as it is but make a point of focusing on the good bits. So I've got this thing where I brought up my children to tell me at mealtimes every night three good things that happened to them, what went well and why. And the research shows that if we do this on a regular basis, we can literally wire the brain to look for the positive. So that's the first. The second is the single most important piece of advice to give children growing up is that, that no one can make them feel anything. What's important is for them to be able to understand that no matter what happens to you in life, you can always change the way you think about it because the way you think determines the way you feel. So you often hear children say, he makes me feel bad or she makes me feel whatever. No, 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 absolutely wrong. It's the way you think about anything that determines um, how you feel, and you can choose uh, how you feel. So two really important messages to give to children growing up. And it's a great question, Cindy, and good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cindy. And we've also got Angela in Kilsyth on the phone. Good morning, Angela. What's your question for Dr. Michael? Hi, um, Dr. Michael. My question is this. Um, I understand, you know, that what we focus on grows. I understand the neuroscience behind all that but how do we as parents um how do you find that strength sometimes to pick yourself up and dust yourself off and focus on those things when i think these lockdowns these continued lockdowns had they just make me feel weary Mm. like fatigued mentally fatigued and emotionally fatigued how do we deal with that Yep. you know, well, in the best I, way possible. So we can then help our kids and, and help our friends and family. Another great question. Well, what you're describing is a, a state, we don't use this language very much, but it's actually called languishing, which is mm. a void and a sense of stagnation, which exists between being really, really clinically depressed and flourishing, which is where you're doing really, really well. So at the moment, a lot of people are languishing. That is, they're finding it very really difficult to focus and concentrate. They're tired all the time. It seems like we're in a groundhog day. It's like eating porridge every single day. And what I said earlier was really important, and that is you're allowed to feel sad. You're allowed to feel frustrated um, from time to time. You've got to take some time out for yourself to just refresh your own batteries. And that means sometimes just going for a walk, Uh, either with a friend or by yourself, Um, if possible, doing some little exercise, making sure that you make time for a nap for you and making sure that you eat healthy food. 
there is a very, very significant relationship which we've discovered over the last couple of years between what you eat and your mood. So I'm encouraging a lot of my clients at the moment to eat lots of blueberries, um, yogurt, eggs, tuna, fish, um, and and pistachio nuts or any nut would do actually. Walnuts are brilliant. And if you can do that on a regular basis, you're giving your brain an opportunity to feel a little bit better, along with the exercise and the sleep, we'll get through this. Uh, this is the first generation um, that has ever been asked, that's us, that's ever been asked for a long time to sacrifice personal freedom mm. and our liberties for the greater good. Our parents did it, our grandparents did it. Mm. Because we know they did it, we can do it as well. That was take your inspiration from them. Mm, thank you, Angela. That was fantastic. And just before we take a quick break, let's go to Natalie in Moral Bark. Natalie, welcome to the show. What's your question for Dr. Michael? Um, hi, thank you for um, putting this talk on today. I think it's really important. So thank you so much. Um, just wanted to ask um, Dr. Michael Cargrig, with my daughter who's in primary school, she's an only child and in grade four this year. Um, how do we balance she's craving social time and um how do we um balance out the screen time such on kids messenger as well as um yeah being healthy with the balance of not giving her too much screen time because we know that it's not always healthy but then obviously recognizing that she needs social time with friends but she's not getting that from school at the moment what a great question Nat. um what i would say to you is that all screen time is not the same so we've got to make a distinction between high quality high content um, screen time and the stuff that's not so good because we're in COVID the most uh, critical point is that we make sure that there's a balance between a little bit of screen time and exercise and meeting friends so if you can get that balance right absolutely making sure that um, they, they have the oxygenation of the brain, uh, that they get some vitamin D, that they're outside, then being a little bit lenient on screen times during lockdown is fine. Uh, we, we, we really have to um, stress that the most important component at the moment is their well-being. I wouldn't worry about uh, screen time too much, but I would seek to get a good balance of content and also do some co-watching if you've got the time. These are all great calls, yes. great conversation to have. This mm. is what Lucy and Kel Relate is all about. We're very lucky to have Dr. Michael Carr Gregg with us for a few short moments after this. If you would like to ask him a question about mental health as it pertains to yourself and your kids and trying to get the kids through what has been an enormous couple of years, Dr. Michael is ready to take those calls next on 1300 899 afternoon in Melbourne, Lucy and Kel relate. Positive radio here at 89.9 The Light. The month of October has kicked off officially today and it is the month where we deal with, have conversations about mental health. It is Mental Health Month and we are very lucky to have one of the greats, Dr. Michael Carr Gregg, mm -hmm. who deals with families and kids in regards to their mental health and well-being. And we have him with us this afternoon, Lucy, and we're taking calls. We are indeed. We have Lauren in Cranbourne North joining us. Good morning, good afternoon, in fact. Lauren, what's Hi. your question for Dr. Michael? Hey, good day. Um, it's just regarding my 12-year-old. My um, 
and he'll he'll have meltdowns and I'll just give a quick example of one most recently is he was um uh just getting some pizza muffins out of the oven and then he was going in with a spatula and one flipped over and hit the 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 oven walls mm. and then that was enough for him to feel yeah really mm-hmm. upset about about himself um and so my my question about that is yeah um, and his 12 um when a child is having a meltdown um i struggle to determine um how much to interfere mm-hmm. to help them to get out of the meltdown and how much to just let them go through the motions mm. um and then i've got uh, my second question is um afterwards when they're mostly calmed down um uh, and you're talking, talking through with him, um, and yeah, I'm asking, you know, how do you think you could have dealt with it differently? Um, y- yeah, what do you do to prompt? How do you uh, have like that productive? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Sorry. That's I got stuck all right. No, it's, it's a great <laughs> question, Ryan. Doctor Michael. Yeah. Look, there's three things that lie behind those those meltdowns, um, and psychologists always look behind the overt behaviour. So it's fear frustration or hurt or sometimes a combination of all of those so once they're calmed down it's a really good idea to try and find out through asking them what they were feeling at the time was it that they were frightened of something was it that they were hurt about something that somebody said or were they just frustrated and over time we can teach children to identify their feelings and speak them out loud draw them paint them but express them positively rather than get really really angry and with respect to at the end i think the best thing to do is to make sure that all children need to feel safe valued and listened to irrespective of what's going on so give them giving them a big hug at the end of it all to me that's absolute magic and we know that kids respond very well to physical touch i love that that's it's it's so important, isn't it? And so many children are having more meltdowns at the moment when you say, Dr. Michael, because of all these emotions are out of control and because everyone feels a little unsafe. I've noticed in my own seven-year-old in lockdown, she's been a lot more emotional than she normally would be out of lockdown. It's, it's a normal thing happening to children, isn't it? For sure. Mm. Um, and when they're unable to do their normal thing, rhythm and predictability and um, having a, a pattern to your life is so important for your well-being. And they've been denied that, which is why they're all a bit cranky at the moment. And a lot of adults are as well. <laughs> yeah. We're very lucky to have a few final moments with Dr. Mm-hmm. Michael Carr-Greg. Thanks to everybody that called through live uh, during this hour. We also are live streaming at the moment. Yeah, we're on Facebook Live. We're also on Instagram. And we've got a few questions we thought we could just power through quickly with you, Dr. Michael. Uh, Kat has sent a message on Instagram going, how do we help our young boys at the moment express their feelings so they're not becoming angry during lockdown? A lot of, um, yeah, it's a huge one. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, there's no one size fits all because we have individual um, people. I I, I think the individual psychology suggests that the vast majority of boys aren't necessarily all that great at expressing their emotions verbally. So getting them to use non-verbal mediums, um, play, um, drawing, painting, clay, Lego, all of that, particularly fantastic for boys. 
I know a lot of grown-ups that utilise Lego to uh, help process a lot of emotions. And uh, a few more just before we go, Liz. Yes, indeed. Uh, one here from Corinne who said her 15-year-old son's friend is depressed. How can her teen help his friend? I think that's a really lovely question. Sorry, you just blocked out there. Could you oh. say that again? Uh, Corinne said her 15-year-old son has a friend who's depressed and her son would like to know how, as a teen, can he help his friend, which I think is a really great question. Yeah, look, I think we need to stick to the evidence base. The first thing um, that I would recommend is there's a fantastic little booklet that you can get from the Beyond Blue website, which is simply called What Works With Depression? So encouraging your friends to access evidence-based resources, that's probably the best thing you can do. The second is encouraging them to think about their diet, their exercise and their sleep and give them some advice with respect to if you're struggling with any of those three things, it's probably an idea to go and see um, a professional. So encouraging them to access support, brilliant idea. And on our Facebook Live, Stephen's watching and he has, I think, got a great question that I think can just wrap up this whole conversation. I love it. He says, uh, Dr. Michael, what are some good and healthy habits we can do at home with our kids right now to keep an optimistic perspective on the events that are happening around us? Have a ritual. Might be movie night Tuesday, pizza night Friday. Create a sense of belonging, usness. Nothing is more important than that at this time. We have been so fortunate to have some quality time over this last hour with Dr. Michael Carr-Greg. I don't know if this ever happens very often, Dr. Michael, but how have you been doing over the last <laughs> couple of years during all of this? Oh, really well. Thank you very much. I practice what I preach Good. and very kind of you to ask. Well, we have enjoyed our time with you immensely this morning, Dr. Michael. Thank you so much for being the first guest on Relate. We have actually been inundated with so many questions and we couldn't get through them all. But behind the scenes, we'll try and work through as many as we can and answer a lot of the questions that people are asking because it has been, uh, my goodness, our Facebook Live, our Insta is just chock-a-block with questions. Everyone is desperate to learn and grow in this season. And the good news is this is the first of many Fridays throughout yep, the month right. of October. We'll be back to wrap it up after this. Good afternoon in Melbourne. Lucy and Kel relate. You're listening to, well, sadly, the end of our first hour, <laughs> our first special. Went quick, too quick. So quickly. Mm. Uh, specials every Friday through the month of October, yeah. Mental Health Month. We know we've been inundated over the last year or so here at Lucy and Kel for breakfast, the show we originate from, yeah. uh, with people just struggling, mm. going through some really tough stuff. Yeah. We were so fortunate, and thank you very much to Dr. Michael Carr Gregg. He is an incredibly, it's hard to fathom how busy he is mm. and how many meetings he has. Uh, he has um, spared an hour with us and yeah. can I say really proud of the Light family as well with all their questions and the brave questions yeah, too. Yeah, opening up, being so vulnerable. That's incredible, guys. So incredible. And I loved, I think what we can take away from Dr. Michael is he had this overarching positivity. Didn't you hear that and feel that? Yeah. Everything he spoke about, he brought it back to even though it's tough, we're allowed to feel what we feel. It is tough. We can acknowledge that. What are children feeling? That's tough as well. But he kept bringing it back to this hope and this positivity. And I loved that. That really resonated with me as well. And that's what we talk about with Lucy and Kel. We've got to be real about stuff. Mm. But his was more an active positivity. Yeah. You've got to work at it sometimes. Yeah. He's, he's real enough to admit that because he deals with some pretty big stuff with Every families day. and kids. But the kids are always watching. They're always listening. Mm -hmm. And that's not to be a perfect parent. You can't be. 
but actively trying to find the positive in things yeah. is going to get you a long way in life. Uh, if you want to listen back to this conversation, it will be at thelight.com.au. There will be a whole bunch of resources as well. And if you are a parent at the moment with a child going through mental health issues, there are some great places you can reach out to. Headspace is the National Youth Mental Health Foundation, headspace.org.au. There's also Reach, reach.org.au, who mm. do great workshops for kids. And also there is the Kids Helpline, which does telephone and online counselling for kids from the age of five up to 25. So I think if you need extra help, reach out for it. There is so much help out there. You can go to your GP and get those 20 mental health sessions. So don't be afraid to do that. It shows such strength of character and and courage to go get help. Getting help saved my life. Getting help changed Kel's life. So we encourage you to get the help that you need as well. What a great start to Lucy and Kel relate. Thank you to Dr. Michael Carr, Greg. But next Friday, Lucy, another very special guest. Well, one of the world's best-known parent educators, Steve Bidoof. Yes, you might have known of his books. He'll be joining us. In fact, it might be next week or the week after, but we have a whole bunch of people lined up. Steve is coming up. Mm. I think we're, we're just locking in his dates. Uh, but we have some incredible topics, incredible topics all around mental health. And if there is a specific topic you want to hear about, then text us through and say, this is what I want to talk about when it comes to mental health. You can text it on 04288 Let us know. We want to touch... We want to touch on everything these next five weeks. Kids, parents, adults, what we do, the brain, how it works, Mm. whatever you want to talk about, we're here for you. Thank you so much for your time. If you've listened live across the hour, if you've interacted online, we appreciate this. As Lucy has said, this will become a podcast and also you'll be able to access bits of it uh, online. Also, be listening. I believe this will be replayed on Sunday as well, this conversation, because it's an important conversation that has been had by the Light family and Dr. Michael Carr, Greg. We love you guys. Mm, We do. Thanks for being a part of this. We look forward to next Friday with Lucy and Kel. Relate. I'm a light. God bless you.